0: Hello, my Chaotic crew. As promised, here it is. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Gift-Giving, ha- Festivus for the rest of us. Here is your present from us at Chaotic Amateurs to you, Josh Lorimer. Uh, fantastic interview one of my favorite conversations I, I have honestly ever had in my lifetime I've never really talked to him before we went back a few uh, times on DM on Twitter and email and uh, this is the conversation uh, it's basically right under two hours and it was absolutely fantastic if you're a sneak attack fan we talk sneak attack if you're a DD fan we talk D&D if you're a Batman fan we get the name screwed up a little bit and there was a slight Skype connection thing at the end where he would cut out so I was like oh he's listening and then I maybe I was cutting out, so he's like, oh, he's listening. And we just talk over each other, but hey, babies, it's all good. And, I, and I'm I... very excited for you all to listen to it. Make sure you retweet us, make sure you give us a like, you know, give give us a little five-star review there on iTunes, kid. Uh, you know, if you're a Sneak fan, let him know. If you're not, you know, into Sneak Attack yet, what are you doing? Get on it, folks! But enough for me, Yammery, listen to the music! In a vast landscape full of adventurers, You are now listening to the world of chaotic amateurs. Yeah dude, whatever I do uh whenever I do imp- uh, impressions or like voices or whatever there's always like a like a tick or a hook that like yes. gets me in. like I was learning Stan Lee uh I was trying to learn Stan Lee for the longest time and now my voice is like a little bit deeper than his obviously and but I, but my my thing with him was like you had to remember with Stanley is like he was born in 1922, so he basically almost had like a 100 year old New York Brooklyn accent, like that's why he sounded the way that he did. And then wow. like and then like his ticks for me, like when I would start losing the voice was to say names of superheroes. So like Spider Man, like how he says Spider Man. So he'd be you know, like, Hello, true believer Stanley here. Oh, with all of your favorite pals, like Spider Man, Iron Man, the incredible Hulk. You know, like when she'd start like yeah, listing, Yeah,
1: yeah. You no, know. That's great. I have the we, we played a uh I think it was a PlayStation game. It might have been a Playstation two Spider Man game
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that Stanley narrated, yeah, and the the um the intro of that just as a kid, this locked Stanley's voice into my brain. So yeah, I can hear it when when you do you do a good impression.
0: Thanks, man. Did you ever if watch you, if, those uh those Iron Man cartoons like in the nineties on Saturday mornings that were like narrated? He always had like the little circle pop up window, you know? He's like, yes, oh, looks like Tony Stark is getting into the business or whatever it is that he would say. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I bet. I bet if you like pitch shifted your voice just a tad, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It would probably. You'd probably be like dead on. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a great. Even if even if you don't do a Stan Lee impression, that's just a great voice to have on lock. Like that's such a.
0: Yeah. That's, iconic
1: creative.
0: That's one voice. of my favorite things. Like, for example, like I we don't we don't say the God's name right, but one of our one of our players in our in our campaign. It's like the real, it's like a halfling death god. It's like Orulagon, Ur- or like, I don't know how you actually say it but it's like, ooh, it started, it's like a U-R-O-L-O, it's like a Yorula. Yuru- like
1: is that a Forgotten Realms God? Is that uh, the... I'm
0: not sure. I think it's like, this guy actually knows what he's doing, so, like, I'm sure he knew how to deep dive, but it's like a halfling death god or something like that. Oh, okay, and so, okay. like, but at one point in the campaign and during season two last year, like, I did this, you know, there was, like, they were going through all these tests or whatever, and so they all got to, like, meet different people. So I had, like, had him meet him where it was like this backlit thing of the shadow and he's like as he's walking towards us, like he has, sees this big thing it's like you know I am the hellhound I am the knight you know like basically being like you know listening off like he's Batman in the animated series <laughs> but then like when he got up to him like and and then it's like the light sort of dissipates and you see this tiny little halfling god that you see and then all of a sudden he popped into Ed Wynn's voice which was like King Candy I'm like oh hello don't you know it's so wonderful to meet you <laughs> and like the laugh around the table just like so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I love doing stuff like that. Uh, Those are great with moments. People. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I, I want to sort of go chronological. It's just easier because of, you know, my ADD. I'll just, you know, we'll just sit here and, and gab like a, a couple of gals on a yeah, mom walk. I was,
1: I was curious. I was like, have we started yet? Or oh, we yeah. Still-
0: I just kind of, you know you know sort of start but uh sort of start a little soft start there but uh okay okay. as as we all heard in the intro we are here with uh josh lormer uh, infamously of the sneak attack podcast and now also running his uh own business uh uh, with uh, (laughs) titans of all terra josh say hello to all of the chaotic amateurs listeners
1: What's up, guys? Happy to be here. I the amount of times that now that I've heard myself na- named Josh of the sneak attack fame is hilarious to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's not that feels so bizarre and strange, and I d- it doesn't feel right at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine like uh, it. It is a it is a weird thing because um, you know I want to definitely sort of get into it. I've got I've got to. I've got my video screen on, as you can see. I've got I've got notes, so I've got a, a thing where we can. Uh, so so I keep myself on track because, like I said, I'll just sit there and talk to you all day, and we'll get nothing done. We'll just sit Dude, there and like trade stories and giggle.
1: I I could th- I could do this all day. I love just sitting and chatting. Oh, cool. Especially about D anD D and gaming. It's yeah. it's it's better for me to have these conversations than uh um than than ruin my marriage by by only ever talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nerdy stuff and gaming with my wife. So yeah, I think I remember
0: good. that like early on in in Sneak Attack, <laughs> like you guys had, uh, uh, you would say that like your brain just, had, you know, you would discuss things off. with Kelsey, and Kelsey would just be like well, no, this is what Brenda's going to do. And, and you're like, oh, oh, interesting. You're like, but what if I did this? Or yeah. she was talking about like, you know, you would let her read over your messages that you sent out to people to make sure they're all good. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's so funny yes. is that like, you know, with your show and I'm already breaking my notes, but who cares? But um, is that like, I found it at like episode 24 and it sneak was- Sneak be- attack. Yeah, sneak attack. Sorry, uh, sneak attack. Ne- I found it at like episode 24 and that's when it was the latest episode. And oh, right on! So you you like early adopter, <clears throat> fairly, but uh, like one of the guys that uh, one of the guys that uh, that uh, that we play with, uh, his name is Caleb. Shout out to Caleb. Um, and he uh, uh he he's like, you know, I think he would like this, and I'll get more into that once we get back to it. I want to head back to it, but what I what I'm interested in is like the origin of, you know, and some of these questions I'm sure you've heard before. Maybe you've talked about, like, on the YouTube stuff that you guys put out when it's, like, the group and all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, these are just thoughts that I've kind of always had. Uh, But, like, what is the thing, what is the age where you kind of realize this idea of fantasy world doesn't necessarily have to be D&D, could be a different type of board game, card game, whatever it is, like, where the first person... introduces it to you like how old were you like when that sort of thing happened
1: oh man i gotta i gotta dig back i mean like i i i mean i grew up with like if we're going like strictly like anything fantasy like i had like there was uh pete's dragon sure uh um like i loved oh my gosh okay one of my favorite TV shows when I was a kid was uh, Gargoyles. Oh, which, dude. So good. It was just that show. It was I feel like it didn't live in the right era. Like if it would have if it would have been made like later because fantasy wasn't as like predominant in the in the 90s. You know, yeah, it but it as, was made like, by the people who Did
0: Batman the animated series. Like, yeah, that's and why I'm.
1: It- I'm I'm pretty sure they they drew it on black paper to help give it that dark
0: Yeah, same thing with Batman. That dark Batman. look.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and so the and man, the and the voice of uh was it uh Goliath? That was Goliath. The main guy? Oh my gosh. I loved I loved Goliath. And I loved all the gargoyles, but I loved the the narration and the yeah. history and the lore and the the rules around how gargoyles worked. And so I I I adopted fantasy as like my favorite genre real early as a kid. So I'm that that's always been it's there's there's something so um, I have always loved how in fantasy I almost feel like it's easier to see myself in fantasy The mm-hmm. uh, like I, I like I have a, I have a much easier time relating to a character in a fantasy world. Than I do to like uh, uh, all those real life TV shows that people were making for kids mm-hmm. in the 90s. You know, even Stevens and all that stuff. Is, oh, I, yeah. Like, you know, there was just a lot of and a lot of great shows and cartoons about kids in real life and dealing with, you know, school and parents and siblings. And you know what I mean? And yeah. I like a girl. Whoa, you know, and it was just all that weird marketing stuff to kids. Except for recess. Recess gets a hard pass. That that show was as that cartoon was as close to fantasy as a slice-of-life kid cartoon can be. So I I loved recess. That was a great show. But um but yeah, man, I for some reason little Josh with just a, a brain that wouldn't quit, uh I loved fantasy like real early on. It just it's where I I connected, I guess. And I yeah. think a lot of a lot of the lessons I learned about a lot of lessons I've learned about life, about leadership, about how how to be a, like a just a good per, a good human in the world mm-hmm. came came from a lot of the fantasy content. I can see, of course, came from my parents and, and a good upbringing. But I but
0: no no no, um, let's be real. It was all the D and D and all. The- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, what? I didn't get into D and D. I I grew up with with very um, not 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 like insanely uh, Judeo Christian values, but really solid. Christian I grew up I grew up Christian and so yeah I was was gonna ask
0: was uh because because how old are you uh 29 okay so we're we're about 10 years apart like I'm 37 but like so I was born in 81 but I definitely grew up in the era of the satanic panic D&D is the devil and also you can't watch the Simpsons because this little boy calls his first name by his parents and curses
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah see so like uh like and here's kind of the this was this is a good definition of kind of the line that my parents like sat on when when we were growing up is they were never insanely like restrictive like I, I had some friends growing up whose parents wouldn't let them watch uh, the uh, um, oh who are the little blue people what are they, what was that the show The cartoon Smurfs they weren't allowed to watch Smurfs because Gargamel was a warlock and so like that is the kind of so. That's right. That there were some parents that felt that that strongly. My parents, what they would do is they would go, like, here's the thing, here's what some re here here's some. They would literally hand us like re- a research article that mm-hmm. someone published about what this guy was saying. How you know with like Pokemon, how they're they're like demons and da 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 da. it's like monsters, blah blah. And then but then they would say like, it's up to you guys. Can read that article and you can inform your own opinion. You can decide whether or not you're going to participate or, you know what I mean? Or, or accept the, 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 what the article is saying. So we were never, we never had it like kind of that, that kind of stuff forced down our throats, but we were always given the ability to read and to discern for ourselves. And so, yeah. So like, I, 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 you know, I, I, I didn't play D and D as a kid because it had such a a negative connotation to it that I just did. I just didn't touch it. Sure. And then, uh, and then it was it was as an adult, as a I guess a young adult. Uh, would it be like five or six years ago now? I mean, I've always loved tabletop games. That's something mm-hmm. I've I've been doing. I'm playing tabletop games for years. And what was role the first one you games, played? My first tabletop game.
0: Yeah, do you think? Uh, I would like. Say, I, mean, I grew up like playing like Candyland sure, or yeah, like shoots yeah. and ladders but, or whatever.
1: But when it comes to like what what I what I would define as like uh, um, an a an like an actual like tabletop game, like something that's that's a real game, not like a something marketed for kids that's just kind of goofy. Um, but uh, when I was like I think seventeen or eighteen, I played I played Settlers of Catan for the first time. Oh right. And that's when... I, before then, board games to me were like uh, Monopoly and the game of life. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Really, really like... like boring? M- boring <laughs> Walmart games. And so, uh, yeah. So I, I got super into Settlers of Catan. And then I was like, is there more st- games like this out there? And okay. oh my gosh, doors were opened wide. Like I just... I didn't realize how much there was. And so now... Uh, we own dozens of board games of all different kind of eclectic yeah, styles heard and, that. and types. Well, you
0: guys have talked about that. Yeah. And which so, I think and is so, cool. Also, I got to say, like, yeah. I was I was going back, uh, usually, like, if people have, like, you know, certain podcasts have video streams or, like, you know, and, and I was like, man, I haven't checked on your guys' like, you know, the Patreon things you release, like, the month later or whatever, and I realized I, I hadn't watched you guys in, like, probably sneak attacks at least in, like, four months or something like that, so yeah, I was, I was watching the one... The other day, as I was falling asleep, but I did get to the part where you were talking about how you had, and this piqued my interest, you had just gotten uh, the Black Lion and now you had all the lions for Voltron?
1: Well, I got the Black Lion first. Oh, okay. And then and then I promptly lost the Black Lion oh. some, somewhere in the attic. And then I got <laughs> all the other lions. Okay. And so, yeah, they're all sitting over there. Is it the, the, the other, original, the like, a-
0: the 80s lions? No,
1: no, oh. it's the new car. It's the new cartoon. I, oh, gotcha. Here's, I, I, on my uh, on my Amazon wish list that I send to all my family. Mm-hmm. There is uh, there is the old school, um, 80s, yeah. Voltron lions because those are those are awesome in their own right. But my yeah, this fifth is the-
0: Christmas, that was my Santa gift. My mom, no way, and dad went around to because I love that cartoon as a kid. I was there for the first iteration of it. Dude, and I loved it oh. so much, and. <clears throat> I remember my mom telling me after, you know, uh, after uh, I was told that Santa wasn't real. Uh, she's like, Ooh. I remember that I mean, it wasn't like directly after she's like, Santa's not real. Also, here's this story. But like, uh, but like uh, it was uh, um, she just was reminiscing the one time because that, that was a very cool Christmas. And, um, and she's like, you know. I drove around for a month and a half to every store I could. I drove to different towns to find all of those stupid lions. And I had those things for so so long until one day we moved and my parents my mom threw them out. I was like, uh, "Are you out of your mind?" Uh, you know, like and so like and even like old old school transformers is it like I go on eBay all the time and like look at stuff. I'm like, oh man, that stuff is expensive now." <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's man, why my, but but that's why dude, I like what did you think of the new cartoon? I thought it was kind of. I thought it was really cool.
1: Volt, the new Voltron. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was great. There was, I I have some issues with some of the storytelling, mm-hmm. but the but at the same time, I don't level uh insanely critical um lens on tele unlike on like, on unlike uh, serialized cartoons you know the so i i know animation is incredibly expensive and so you're you're very limited especially like hand-drawn animation so i yeah i appreciate that stuff i I think they did i think they did a lot with that show so i'm i'm happy with i'm i'm happy with how it ended there was a period of time they had this like big first arc in voltron where -hmm. the whole the whole goal was to defeat zarkon and you know spoiler alert for any Voltron if you haven't watched the first couple seasons and uh the goal was we need to find all the lions yep. and form Voltron and then defeat Zarkon and, kick butt. and yeah and and the um and you know the real fun of Voltron is every episode they're going to form Voltron they're going to yep. fight a monster and that was always I always loved that uh but to me the most fun part of that entire show was Finding finding the lions was incredibly fun, and the kind of dynamics, the different dynamics of each lion, how the characters, the 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 the, what do they call them?
0: Like Uh, the like the the personalities of of them meeting, like you know, and kind of like forming with the lions. Yeah,
1: they had to kind of bond with the lion, and Mm -hmm. actually, like the the it the decisions they made as a as a hero directly affected. How their lion treated them and responded to them. Yeah. So and and uh, and we didn't go a lot deeper into that. Like they explored it in those first couple seasons, but you didn't get a lot of a lot of the relationship between the lion and the and the tight and the the what, what were they paladin? Uh, yeah. In the in the later seasons, and once they defeated Zarkon, it kind of felt like the showrunners didn't know what to do for a little while. Like, sure. We had a couple different like plot lines that like started and had a lot of build up, like, "Oh, this is gonna be a thing, and it's like, "Oh, actually, it's not a thing and then yeah. oh, it looks like this is gonna be a thing, and uh, I guess it's not a thing. it yeah. was just there was just some of that that was a little a little annoying but but eventually, I felt like they got their feet underneath them again, and the story picks up in some of the later seasons and and feels a lot a lot more engaging,
0: and yeah. They, I, uh, yeah, I like that whole dynamic, especially the learning of, uh, like we, we had some, I did something in, in season two, uh, of our show last season where one of our, our, our dwarf, um, who I think, and I, and I mean this in the best possible way. I think the people who choose to play dwarves in the way that, that like you kind of play gray, cause our guy is kind of <laughs> similar, I think right that's on. just kind of, like, inherently their personality, because, like, sometimes, like, he does, like, a little bit more, like, he just does, like, a gruffer kind of, like, Batman sort of, like, thing for his, yeah, so. Yeah, But, like, he, um, but, like, sometimes, like, I sit there and I go, like, is this him or is this, is this Rhett, my player, or is this Durock, like, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, like. And, and because he he I know him, another out- person, yeah, it's like I know him outside of, and like some of the stuff he'll say to me because, like, he's also a musician, and so it's like, you know, we oh, nice, yeah, we get together and we're working on some stuff, uh, um, uh, for, for our Patreon that I think is sort of unique to the D world. Uh, but like, awesome, he, he'll just say stuff sometimes, and like, I'll just look over at him and I'm like, Durok, and he's like, shut up, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, but man, that yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, are you a guy who likes? Uh, because I I found a lot of the stuff you were saying uh, there with Voltron like right up my alley. Like, are you a guy like if there's a series of movies, we'll say three. So like most recently, like the like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Like, yeah. Are you a guy that likes if you gotta watch one of them, you'll watch the first one because it's the origin and there's the training montage and there's like him becoming the thing.
1: Um, you know what? If I've got to watch one of them, I'm going to watch the one with the Joker. Oh, okay. Is that, is that, uh, I forget, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight. Yeah. The, yeah. um, and, and it's because the, that one I felt like had the best characters Uh huh. out of, out of all of them. I love Ra's al Ghul. He's a great character. And sure. of course, you know, Liam Neeson's is, is my dude. Yeah. Um, but, uh. But the, the I just can't get past just really good characters. Sure. And good character writing. And so for me... You remember
0: seeing that opening scene for yeah, the first time, that, that whole bank heist thing? Like, holy crap.
1: Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I saw online someone was saying something about how, like, Joker is the only Batman villain that never actually killed anybody directly. And I'm like, well, except for the beginning of the movie where he shoots five guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. In
0: the
1: back. Like, yeah. So the...
0: It's I guess I guess like in general though like I'm like everyone that knows this about me like I'm a huge fan of origin stories like I was like give me an origin, origin stories story are fun. give me yes. a training montage of like how they become uh-huh. like this whatever it is that who you know they or whomever it is becomes like I love that stuff it's yes. it's like my favorite you know uh, but yeah as far as a movie I would say probably Dark Knight but like a lot of the times I'm like I just want to see him train like I just I yes. love that stuff <laughs> and
1: there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of movies that I feel that way with I think most I don't think most trilogies have a movie like Dark Knight Rises in the second in the second film slot like mm-hmm. most most trilogies have a cruddy second movie that's kind of the yeah You usually you can't get over a bad a bad second film uh, yeah. but um, I I do like origin stories Here's the deal. I yeah. think um I think what we love about origin stories needs to be like it, the movies that I think create really great sequels are the ones that keep the essence of what we like about an origin story. I think some people confuse like an origin story for just introductions, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that's that that's all an origin story is is just here's these new characters, meet these new characters and so the a lot of sequels just introduce a bunch of new characters and try and like re redo an origin story for other characters, but yeah, um, but for me, it's it's to me a a really good sequel takes everything you've been developing in the first movie and you just continue developing it, yeah. And so the the you're you're it's like you realize a good character has so much depth that you don't get to see all that depth in one movie and a great, a great, if we're sticking with like kind of cartoony fun movies or, are no, we're not, we, we didn't stick with them. We were at dark Knight rises. The, um, mm-hmm. I think, okay. One of my favorite examples and I, it is kind of a cartoony fun movie, but the, um, I thought the second Kung Fu Panda movie was really good.
0: Oh, I've because, heard you say this before
1: because we got to learn, we got to see, we got to see this character that we fell so much in love with in the first movie, but we got to learn so much more about that character. See how this isn't just a, a doofy, you know what I mean? Like this, there's so much yeah. more to who they are. And um, Plus
0: you got Jean-Claude Van Damme in the movie, so.
1: Yes, which is, you know, great. Get a couple sound bites of that and you're good. <laughs> the, see, he was my I, first
0: impression I ever learned how to do when I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> and so like anytime like I've got all of his movies, anytime he pops up, like I'm 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 working on developing like a little show right now called uh Jean Claude Van Damme's cooking kitchen and it's gonna be like a little <laughs> little three swipe sixty second Instagram cooking show where it's like I teach you how to make stuff, but I'm I uh I'm Van Damme the whole time.
1: Nice. Do, yeah. do you remember the last time he became a meme? Uh it was the the, it was a truck commercial, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, there, there's that. Yeah, where he does the the epic splits in between the, the epic two. Sp-
1: the epic splits and the music's playing in the background. Yeah. And- I
0: think after that though, he had the GoDaddy commercials where he's doing the splits and like playing all the musical instruments. Um.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like playing the
0: maracas, like doing the splits and all that yes. sort of stuff. And- he's
1: he's he's leaning into his his meme status which is which is wonderful
0: and now i don't know if you've seen it but he also he does those uh doritos commercials that are like um they're like on like the little 15 second ones like on youtube and stuff like that they're just like uh, mm. or, or like before stuff on hulu i think or but yeah he's uh well you know he uh he put a lot of his uh, he put a lot of that money up his nose in the 80s and 90s. So like uh, <laughs> he's got he's got to get it back, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, oh man. Okay, Wh- I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, please. I think one of my favorite examples of like realizing that your characters aren't fully realized after the first the first installment mm-hmm. is Ava- Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm. because you get to see. Like here's the deal. This is kind of what I wanted for the new Voltron, and why I was a little disappointed that they just they flushed through some. And just of their... to be
0: clear, you're talking about the animated series.
1: Yes, the last Airbender, just Avatar, making sure. the Airbender,
0: the love animated it.
1: series. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I the movie it doesn't exist. We don't talk about the movie.
0: Then we're on the same the, page. I just want to make sure. Problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, and and people have argued with me about this and I'm fine with different opinions, but the like I I think I wish Voltron would have stuck in in everything they did in season one. I wish they would have made that multiple seasons. And make made uh made Zarkon this a much more credible bigger threat. Mm -hmm. Um the uh like in Avatar Last Airbender, he doesn't get all the powers he needs to defeat the ultimate villain till the final season like
0: yeah and even then it's like in the back half of it
1: yeah the whole the whole entire series is them trying to collect all the things that they need to win and so i i wish i wish they would have merged that a little bit because when you when you think about it one of the reasons there's so much love for uh the last airbender the animated series is because the entire series is an origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they didn't they didn't blow the origin story on the first season. They, it's like
0: ninety or hundred episodes or something yeah. like that, right?
1: And and it's when you realize like that characters don't ever fully actualize. Like like real three dimensional characters are always evolving and under and learning about who they are, because that's what we as people are doing. Mm-hmm. And so the, when you when you when you realize that and you don't have to land your characters at the end of a season in a place that's nice and quaint and makes sense that there could yeah. be levels of who they are that are never fully explored i think that that's what I love about origin stories is that you're you're constantly just learning more about who this character is so I realize I'm repeating myself a little bit but no
0: it's all good like i i, I just i i, I, I kind of did something you know similar with with our show this season, like where I gave them, I, get, I got them to a certain point and I gave them like this mission, but then they time traveled and they went back to another point that was like this thing that they'd been hearing about. And like yeah. they, and they, and they went, and then I said, okay. And I, I kept saying this phrase whenever I would talk about like, you know, this battle that happened on this day. I was like, There's a bright flash of light from the South and then all this other stuff happened. And then on the di- on the episode where i had them like go through the whole thing i said you realize you're coming from the south there's a bright flash of light and then it's like they're like oh my god and then like afterwards they go did you have this plan since the beginning i was like yeah and this was like <laughs> 20 episodes in oh, or something like awesome. that you know and they're like oh that's wow awesome. and then like they're now they're navigating in the past and season 3 they have to uh uh because i didn't we did forty-seven episodes for season two, and we do about an hour, like you guys, like fifty-five yeah. minutes, yeah. and and um, and the uh, and then and I was like, I'm only halfway through my story. I was like, Can I just do season three as well? And they're like, Yeah, sure. So right now we did a we did a couple of uh, interstitials, like we did like four episodes of one of our buddies' uh, birthday episodes, like where you know we we played for like six hours, and he wrote like a whole adventure and stuff. It's, oh, that's awesome! Which is really cool. And uh and and we kind of created our own world. Uh uh it's actually a very Voltron sounding world. I, I named it Doania and nice. uh, and there's like this this landmass that we we uh, happened upon in the first season, and so he brought us back there and he's like where I was like, let's just expand our world and now in season three we're doing this thing right now, like our pirate wizard guy, half elf pirate wizard guy. <laughs> I had him Such a and d hi- character right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I had him send himself on a quest because it was something that he and I had recorded like this four episode solo sort of origin thing for his character. So yeah. I made it that he sent himself, future him, sent past self on this thing to make him become a better person because that's what ends up happening in those episodes basically. And now those episodes after season two, after he's already sent himself on the mission, now those are airing. When was like the first time you wanted to like start creating... A world for yourself, whether it be with, like with a board game or just you know,
1: oh man, uh, all that sort
0: of stuff. Like,
1: yeah, I I didn't start like um, world crafting till I got into more into D and D. Oh no, that's not true. I I when I was in high school, I I started a a book quote unquote. I don't think I ever wrote more than ten thousand words, but the that's a lot. But I, I I wanted to do a uh, um <laughs> a uh
0: as a guy who uh, does voiceover, I know that's at least like anywhere from 8 to 10 pages depending on the to font like that's a lot Yeah
1: as a as, but that's not a lot like 10,000 is not a lot I like the and and it was it's it was drawn over like the course of like a couple years just oh, as okay. a high schooler I I was and it's it was it's notes and notes of pages nothing like really really well written at all mm-hmm. um but it was like a post apocalyptic world where nice. there was this big giant monster that would like attack these villages and this kid's parents are killed and so he has to avenge them and
2: <laughs> he awesome. ends
1: up meeting these different characters and you know they're all different but d- different different martial arts abilities and so that oh, was cool. my whole i it was it was everything you'd think a high schooler who doesn't know what he's doing would write the you know <laughs> batman origin story and all, all of that so yeah, yeah it was it that was like yeah I, I loved i i've never enjoyed writing but i love having written
0: mm. does that make sense yep.
1: um, i feel
0: the exact same way
1: and i love i love tweaking what i've written so like once i've written like like 12 pages i i love going back and reading it and then tweaking stuff and going ah oh, that paragraph filled let's delete that and do something else or i could say that in less words or the I enjoy the process of editing probably because i'm just that's my that's my training as as an editor
0: mm-hmm. for like
1: video content and audio so when it comes to doing that with with text it's, it's kind of, it kind of feels natural but the uh but the process of writing is difficult but I've always enjoyed telling stories and so that's yeah f- telling fantasy stories has always been really fun yeah i i, I did i didn't start like fully world crafting till d and d though till I got into like doing DMing for the first time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was, that was, you said you were around like 24, 25 when that first started happening?
1: Yeah. The first time. Okay. Let me think here. Cause I DMed, uh, I DMed for, I, I'd a game with Reed and mm-hmm. a couple other friends for like almost two years before we launched sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I DMed that game. Yeah. That had to have been like 2000, 16 no 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 2000 uh 13 2014 ish yeah. maybe maybe a little bit of 2015 yeah so that's 3 years ago yeah i was like 20 26 27 that's awesome 2025
0: 20, yeah. yeah
1: yeah that was the first that was the first time i i like i built the whole world i i went on photoshop and made a a big map and because <laughs> Because I didn't like I didn't really know how else to like worldcraft, I just made a one giant island with everything on it. And so Sure.
0: You're the, like, it's just uh, this monster of a landmass, guys.
1: uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, With all the races and all the people on this one island. Yeah. So yeah, that was the that was the first world I built. And I learned a lot from that game and DMing for those for like that those couple years. And it's really fun. And there's definitely stuff I've drawn from that. Those two years that I'm putting into the Titans of Altera, and there's yeah. elements of that that I put into my character Grayek on Sneak Attack, and so I, I love. Yeah, because I think you, I think know, you, I think you had said before that work. you had
0: you had played Graek in you know a couple different iterations or something like that before.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. The there were two there were two uh, fully realized Grayeks that I played in fourth edition. Not fully realized. Just two fully like I I made a character sheet for two different Graicks and then and then to the bane of, of uh my my podcast mates uh <laughs> realization I was just gonna play Grayic again. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, hey man, he's a strong character. Like I mean there there there's a reason like because, because like now, now getting back into it, this is where we're at, kind of like in the timeline of the conversation, you know, with with sneak attack, and then I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about Patreon and some some yeah. tech stuff and that sort of stuff, you know, because I know, you know, I'm a gear person because you know that's my job, and then we want to get into Titans, obviously, um, but like you know, with sneak attack, like I said, like I I, I hit it about episode twenty four because Caleb, I had never played before. Uh, okay. I didn't play at all. I was 36 years old, and I do stand up. I do improv. You know, down the, at the at the comedy theater uh, here in yeah. town. Uh, and my buddy Caleb was like, "Hey, uh, you? Do you ever play D and D? Uh, and or do you know?" And I was like, "No, nerd. Like, <laughs> of course not. Like, and like, you know, because like the kids that played at my high school, I was just always like." I, I you know, they always just rub me the wrong way, personality wise. And yeah. like uh and and he goes, Well, you know, I think you would actually like this podcast uh called Sneak Attack. And he's like, It's fairly new. Uh the audio quality is good. Um because you know, I'm a snob about that crap. And he's oh, like yeah.
1: If you work with audio, you're going to notice any issues. And he's like, he's
0: like, he's like, but basically he's like, they've got a guy in there who does a voice like people do, but basically it's improv and voices. I was like, all right. And so it's like, I listened to like episode 24 and I can't remember exactly what is happening that, but I was like, I listened to one episode and I was like, oh, this is actually really nice. And so like, and so I went back that same day and I listened from like episodes one to five in the first day and I was hooked. Dude. And then it's like, I got up to the point where you guys were like, uh, by the time I had caught back up or whatever. You see, that's the thing. Like, for those listening, I do voiceovers from home. So I've got a lot of spare time on my hands. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, uh, and I do a lot of the housework. And I did, you know, at that point in time, like I was doing a lot of the housework. So I had a lot of free time. So I was just like listening to episodes. And then it's like, I got into the like mid 30s when you guys were like in the Chronicum, basically. Gotcha. gotcha. And then it was like, I was like, well, I'm caught up, and I was like, I don't remember a lot of stuff because I started weird, and, and so, like, I went back to the beginning, and I did that probably three times until, like, you guys were in the 90s, so I probably started it over from the beginning, like, three or four times, and then I would just kind of catch up to where you guys were, Wow. Um, you know, and just... Right on. Because, like, also, like you, I've heard you say this before, like, I forget everything. Like, I've got ADD and <laughs> dyslexia, so it's like... I would listen to it, and I'd be like, "I don't think I ever remember this happening." Like, you know, like, (laughs) or like callbacks from like you know, newer episodes. It would like help me like remember because like I I I just I just finished uh, the whole thing again probably about a month ago, and that whole. Like that whole segment where Greik, like uh, gets gayest cast on him, and he's just like mumbling or whatever, and like you, <laughs> you guys are like in the forest and like fighting oh, the zombies man. and like and then like Akio's dad and all that stuff. Dirt like that little like fifteen twenty episode arc, whatever that is. Like that whole sort of area. That's right when I was getting a divorce and having to move out and like do all this stuff. Oh, man. And it's like, I would listen to the episodes, but not really process them. So it's like, I re-listened to that for the first time since originally hearing them air. And like, I was like, I don't remember any of this. This is great. <laughs> and then that uh, whole
1: arc where I had to play a,
0: yeah. Tell me uh, about that.
1: A doofus for like 10, 15 episodes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, that was rough. That was rough. That was rough for me because I'm a, I'm a talky character. I just, I like, uh, and I'm not charismatic, but I like to talk. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, it was real hard for me not to like be able to contribute to the dialogue at all. So I was just, and I, I'm a real big believer in role playing your character. And so, you can I, tell, man,
0: I, I, I will commend you on that. It's very good. Thanks.
1: I constantly had to force myself to make dumb choices because I was just, dumb character
0: (laughs) well especially like i mean i started because like like i said it's it's a podcast that i can listen to very very easily when i'm just doing stuff around the house or i've got errands to do or like i started over again like the day after i finished it i'm on episode like 19 or 20 now or something like that yeah it's just like i'll pop one on and like listen to it as i'm doing errands or whatever that day and like several times especially early on they're like they're like Josh, why are you doing this? You're like, it's not, it's not me, man. It's Greg. Like this is yeah. what he would do. Yeah, and why are you guys mad at me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it, you're. It's very commendable <laughs> because like you, it, I don't know. I learned how to play D and D. Like I started, we started a D and D podcast. We started ours because like I got into it, and then I I hit up Caleb and I go, this show's great. He goes, you want to start D and D podcast? And I was like, you're, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> He's like, have you ever played? I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and so, like, he had the five E starter set. We played for like maybe sixty minutes total. We played two like little thirty minute sessions where he was DMing, and it was me and this other guy. And then we found our buddy Rhett, who plays our our our, our dwarf this season. But he had only played up to four, so he DMed the first season and kind of like like relearned it. And then we had another friend of ours that kind of quit halfway through. And I ended up playing multiple characters because I can do multiple voices, just so we could finish the season. <laughs> And then I was nice. like you know what I want to take over DMing for season 2 and I've been playing D&D for 8 months at that point but I can't tell you it's more fun to like sit and create and do all the stuff and I like I would just watch YouTube videos for hours on like DMing and like different stuff and like mm-hmm. and going back to last airbender in my first uh in the first five episodes you know i gave them, i i give them a classic dungeon crawl like where they they go to this dwarf's like you know this mausoleum the mausoleum of of uh Hiruk dragon's bane they go underneath ground one of the puzzles they had to solve was airbender the the uh last season him and uh uh shoot what's his name zoku or no zuko zuko yeah where they do the the posing on the on the steps to like yes. do the same form I had yeah. him do that sort of thing and nice. um yeah but it's uh what what are some of your favorite Greg moments because I have a couple and I'm and oh. I'm hearing new stuff like when I go back and listen to the beginning just like early on like I heard the I heard the origin of names Greg you know like uh-huh, uh-huh. when you first started t- <laughs> it was like right after like the excuse the, me sir yeah it was like right <laughs> after the meteorite hit the town you know
2: uh-huh uh-huh
1: um uh you know what i think okay there's there's two types of moments I enjoy as Gregek
2: uh-huh. uh
1: one is when everything finally clicks and I do something awesome that's those i'll I will never forget the moment where Greg defeats James. That yeah. was one of the most satisfying d and d experiences of my life.
0: Because uh, he just killed Furman, than your chicken guy, right?
1: Yes, and and I'm in these iron chains, and Reed Reed had this whole plot line where he intended for us to all be carted away to meet this villain that was going to set stuff up for you know what he had planned next. But uh, then Danny, playing Akio, realizes Classic. he has an ability that can unlock locked things, and yeah, so. Knock. And uh, and then Reed rolls a critical fail for James and our grapple, and I get to just just roll, like, extra damage on him and just destroy him. And
0: yeah. that,
1: that moment where I realized I get to do that, that was such a great moment. Those are there, – there are multiple moments like that throughout the show. You've got 152 yeah. episodes. You're bound to run into those um, yeah. uh, just mathematically, and they feel amazing. And that's what I love about D&D is you can guarantee that moments like that will happen to any group. Uh And then um, the other moments I really love as Greg is when uh, I annoy the crap out of everybody else. Yeah, those are my. I love those. I love those moments where I just and sometimes it's intentional. I wholly own that sometimes is intentional, and sometimes it's just me being me, and uh, and it leads to a moment where everyone rolls their eyes, and it's just really funny. Uh, I I get a kick. I get a kick out of those moments. So the I
0: think. I think one of my favorite like things that that like made the whole group laugh with you and I think it's in the later in the in the later episodes or whatever but it's like where it's Baby Greg, and it's like, oh, my beard hurts. Like, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it's like, oh, uh, Baby Greg and his beard hurts. His <laughs> like beard hurts, you guys yeah. would all?
1: <laughs> that's a. By the way, that's a stolen line. I didn't. I didn't come up with my beard hurts. That's uh, a <laughs> uh, Zach Galifianakis.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: he's he's impersonating a three year old with a beard.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's
1: one of his characters, but yeah, the.
0: <laughs> so, (laughs) it's it makes me it makes me giggle so much and dude there's so many things like that like every like i said when i go back and i'm like i said i'm on episode 19 again there's so many things early like the whole arc of like of akio and sherwood like where they're just plotting they're like dude we're gonna cut his leg off like like, yeah we're gonna cut (laughs) his leg off like i love like how conspiratorial those two are because like they're both Uh. such quiet guys but even like in yep. some of your guys' YouTube videos, like they sit next to each other and they've got their own like little asides where they're just like giggling with each other.
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, the, that's some of the beauty of Sneak Attack, man, is that you have, you have b- five people who are all clearly friends, yeah, but also have clearly different interests.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sherwood especially, he's my favorite. Like I, I started mm-hmm. playing a Gnome Druid and I based him a lot off of Sherwood, just like, no. Nah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go over here and do this thing or whatever it is, you know. Yep. Just kind of like, yep. just kind of like a like a grumpy old man of like, get off my porch. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how I kind of view Sherwood, where he's just like, I love Mike, where he'll you'll just hear him like under his breath be like, like something will happen. Go, okay, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's and that that's what he when he when he moved from Sherwood to playing uh, Milo. Yeah, he, he was. He gets so frustrated that he can't be grumpy old man. I know. While playing, which is interesting, because I would say, like Mike, almost more than anybody at the table. Like it, I would, I would say Mike was the like most improved throughout the 152 episodes. Mm-hmm. You really see him learn how to role play and become. Had he not like, played before? Uh, he'd played with us before, but like the. Like he played with Reed, Reed. Reed DM'd a game for about a year, mm-hmm. and that was the first game I'd ever played. Is the first game Mike and Danny played, uh, and that in, in that uh, it, that that game had no consequence, and we were just total goofballs. And yeah. some some people were gone some weeks, and so the story wasn't super coherent. Although sure. Reed did his darnest to keep it coherent. Um, and so the the it, it, more or less Mike was new to D&D in, gotcha. in general. Like he would never Mike's not the guy who was going to go buy the player's handbook and read up on how to play the rules and you know the he's like I'm just here to hang out because I like these guys and I enjoy playing yeah. this game or just <laughs> hanging out with them. But through the course of Sneak Attack you really see him like
0: it's like Mike what's your AC and he's like I've got 17 written down. I think <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but by by the end of the show he he understands the the process better than than some of the people at the table and yeah. he's so he he became quite an expert on D&D just you you just see his understanding of the game and the process of role playing grow which yeah, is really especially which with is Myler, really, really fun. He yes. has
0: to be happy. Like he and I know that he's supposed to be 14 but basically he played him like an excitable eight-year-old on pixie sticks yes like, yes but like and there there were a couple times where he's like all i want to do is what sherwood would do and he's like uh-huh. he's like fine this is what he does you know like and yeah. Like, yeah i thought that was really good and dude when danny comes in as the colonel for the first time and you guys Ooh. will lose your mind
1: that was- that was fun. Did, did you guys really have fun.
0: any idea that's what he was going to do or was it no. just like I'm going to play a new character like what no. did he set you guys up for anything or was it just like blank slate <sighs> and also here's this ridiculous voice.
1: No, Danny would just troll us. We'd get text messages and he'd <laughs> he'd say I'm going to be an orc pirate and that's the that would be the text message. <laughs> and we're like okay, I guess like that's fine be an orc we all express that in half of our backstories no in all of our backstories are issues with orcs and so like the yeah. like so you're just gonna and so he would just troll like that and say i'm yeah. gonna be this or he'd say i'm gonna be a a, a gnome druid or you know something dumb it just would i'm gonna be sherwood and so it was just yeah when he showed up it was nothing that we had expected so it that was a very honest reaction from the team there
0: I got to say, dude, the first time he calls you Fat Gary (laughs) and like everyone like loses our, but then like he started evolving it to where like you'd be talking it and just kind of under his breath, he'd be like fat, like he like almost like addressing you where he'd be like fat, quiet, like, or like when he's drunk and and like, you know, at the bar, like, you know, and when you guys are uh, with Brenna's dad or whatever. And he's just like, Gary, fat. And like, he's like calling out for you. (laughs) So ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many things that like every single one of the players uh, at that table that I relate to. You know, uh, that's cool. If it's like, you know, the silliness or it's sometimes, you know, uh, annoyance with people (laughs) or it's like, like, cause. You know, it's like sometimes it's like, come on, guys, let's like move the game along. Like, you yeah. know, like even yeah. me as a DM, because then I'm like, oh, that's what it's like, you know. And then like like yeah. during the birthday session, Caleb, uh, our bu- my buddy, he was he was running. He's like, he looks at me, he goes, "Is this what it's like?" And I was like, "Yep, enjoy <laughs> it, sucker." <laughs> <laughs> nice and. uh nice. Yeah, I got a. Do you have a favorite mini arc from Sneak Attack? Like, you know, I, I tend to write because we usually play from for about four and a half, five hours, so we get about four episodes out of our our one session or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. I tend to write in sort of like four to eight, uh, you know, episode mini arcs. That's how I do it. Like, do you have a a favorite sort of like story arc within like uh within Sneak that was a uh, like very memorable to you, or you were like, wow, we're really coming up with something crazy here, or whatever.
1: Um. Hmm. Favorite story arc. Um. You know what? I really. I think probably my my absolute favorite would be when. Uh, Greg and Sherwood got separated from Brenna and <laughs> and uh, Keo. That 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 was probably my absolute Drama favorite.
2: Eggs.
1: Yeah, the we that whole. The the team trying to get back together, mm-hmm. um, being split, it I f- it it's terrible for D and D because you're like Reed had to scramble to like to world build two different ends of a game. Yeah, but he and he did a wonderful job. Yeah, and what we what we got was an incredibly fun story like that. You you learn so much more in such a short period of time, and you get to see your characters develop in really unique ways because i feel like what would have made sense would be Mm -hmm. to have akio and sherwood split up and brenna and greg split up because like akio and sherwood get each other and they'll goof around together and greg and brenna get each other and you know they live together they'll cooperate and so the instead we split it up in a way that created the absolute most tension we possibly could like (laughs) put the least caring character next to the most intensely caring character yeah exactly and put the most pragmatic practical character with the most chaotic and indecisive character yeah it's like and, put, it's
0: basically put two two kids on ritalin with their parents in like uh and like <laughs> off you go
1: you know and so we we got just a great some of my favorite moments the mm. the eagle fight the yeah. um the uh, the drapa danks the there's just a lot of
0: Cause that was like, yeah. gosh, that was ten to fifteen episodes. Like it was a while that you guys were not together.
1: Yeah, it was a decent arc, and it was really, it was really fun. And we did that in the in it, like a little preemptive version of that in the mm-hmm. Halloween episode, the special yeah. Halloween episode where we kind of split the party, and uh, that's kind of that became a theme with us. Occasionally, we would just split the party. Yeah. two people would go this way, two people would go that way, and they'd have their own little side adventure. And it's great for character development, too, because then those two characters kind of develop a bond, or, or they don't, you know, and you, yeah. you get to see more. Like, I would say in that in that that split, Greg and Sherwood became a lot closer because yeah. of their shared adventure. Whereas, I think Akio and Brenna, like, got worse after that. <laughs> like, like, Akio was just such a detriment to Brenna, like, to, to them accomplishing anything. So, yeah, yeah. it was...
0: I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I love all that stuff and I could sit here and talk to you about sneak attack for forever because, (laughs) because like I said, like it was, uh, it was a big mainstay in my life for like during my, my divorce last year at this time, I, I, uh, you know, I moved out at the end of August of last year and I was in this little one bedroom apartment, uh, figuring out, you know, what I was going to do until I'm Mm -hmm. in the place that I am now. And I would just sit there, you know, it's like I would do my voiceover work, but then it was just basically like Eeyore, I would just like sit there, or like you could go on the roof of this place because it's like downtown, it's like in an older building, and yeah. I would just sit there and and just, you know. It's a, it's a, it's, it's not an experience that I thought I would, you know, not get to see my kids every day and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I would just sit there and listen to you guys. And like, I started the thing over and I just like went from the beginning. And then that's when we were sort of finishing up season one, which was like September of 17. And I was like, I need something to do. I was like, I need to DM the second season. And so like, and, and that gave me something to do. And it was like, you know, uh, what what made you guys initially start sneak attack as a podcast and then i want to get into patreon and then obviously titans but like what was like the 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 impetus because like when we started ours in like uh we first released in january of 17 so we we were recording in like november of 16 we recorded like 10 episodes before we ever released yeah like there was there was like you know I'm obviously off on the figures, but there was like maybe fifteen D and D podcasts, and three or four of them had really good sound. Yes. I, you know, Back and yours was one of them. Yeah, you oh, know, thanks. and like uh, there, that's the reason why we have music and sound effects in our show. It's mm-hmm. because that's what you guys did. Also, wow. I noticed you as an editor did the same thing I did, which was you would build an entire world with outside stuff, but as the season or the the episodes went along, it just became more about like certain sound effects here and some music here when absolutely necessary because it's a pain in the butt to like edit that stuff for (laughs) hours on end. You know what I mean? Like I I feel you on that because I was like, man, he's really been falling off lately. And then like 25 episodes in, I was like, screw this, man. I'm falling off too. Like only when necessary. (laughs) Like it's such a pain on the editing perspective. Like, uh, but like, um, but why did you guys decide to do it like as a podcast?
1: So, um, Reed had podcasted before. Oh, that's right. Um, And I actually, I was looking back over some of my just (sighs) journal, some of my, I journal a little bit. And I was looking over some of my old journal entries. And I was, around like 2015, I was trying to come up with podcast ideas. Podcasting was kind of, it was just starting to come around the corner as a a viable like media source. And Mm -hmm. um, I tried to do some YouTube stuff that just didn't feel... Like there was a point, any point in trying to do that because it was just such a huge exactly. market. And uh, so I'd been looking for, oh, I want to do a podcast. Maybe I'll do a podcast about this. Maybe I'll do a podcast about that. And, uh, and Reed had been doing a podcast with some buds. It was just kind of <coughs> your, you know, four or five dudes just talk about nerdy stuff, which – you're trying so to figure Reed's, it out. Reed's, Reed's podcast, the one he originally did, never really took off the air, so he mm. had all this equipment and gear, and yeah. um, we had, which by the way, I, I'm not going to say it didn't take off because it wasn't good, like, they, they had a lot of different personalities, and it was it was funny, and so the, it's just that, getting noticed doing that is insanely difficult, like, it was insanely difficult, fit, like, in 2015, and it's near, nigh impossible right now the you got to have a niche and so we we loved playing D. and reed reed had been talking with danny and they said you know what if we made a podcast and reed came to me and said what do you think about doing a podcast and i said i'd love to do a podcast i think it'd be a blast and then reed and i were sitting there and we were going okay so we've got for sure we're gonna have mike we're gonna have danny I'll be a part of it. And I told him, I said, I think we need a girl. I think we need, cause it just doesn't feel like if we're presenting a piece of media for as much, for as many people as possible, we need, we need another voice in there. That's different than the four of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, then my wife walked by and I was like, what about Kelsey? And he goes, I think Kelsey would be perfect, but I don't think she'd ever play. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, so I, I, I said, let me pitch it to her. And so I did. And, uh, And it took some convincing, and it took like we played a practice game with her, with her sister and brother-in-law. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and she she was in. I think she she got she kind of after that one kind of test game, she kind of bought in, and we did a we did kind of a soft test with with the entire cast, which to this day I wish we would have recorded. Oh Um, yeah, but we we didn't for the sake of not like no one feeling put on the spot. So we sure we did that test session and we noticed immediately that there was this really unique, uh, bitter, sweet chemistry between all of us. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, man, we recorded the first two episodes, uh, then went on vacation and we're on vacation and we're, we were Kelsey and I were vacationing with, with Reed and his wife, Tiffany Mm -hmm. and Reed's looking at his phone and he looks over at us and goes, we have 500 downloads. (laughs) Wow. I was like, within the first month and we were like, what? (laughs) Like, we're like, what's going on? How do we have 500 downloads? Now, to give some perspective, Sneak Attack probably has close to, if not more than, like 5 million downloads at this point. Yeah. But the, like, but we didn't expect anything. You know what I mean? We were hoping, we were hoping for like, maybe 50, you know, like maybe like, like 50 to a hundred would have been really awesome. Yeah. Then five times like what we were really hoping for. And then, and then it just grew exponentially. Then within, uh, in the second month that sneak attack was out, we got on new and noteworthy, which what on earth? Like when does, how does a D and D podcast get on new and noteworthy on the front page of iTunes? Like that was, that was crazy talk. Like, and, and looking at it today, it's like, like, you look at what's on New and Noteworthy, and it's a bunch of celebrities and TV stars. and You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> there's. Yeah, it's
0: all like celebrities that figure out that, like, this is where they can make a few right. extra bucks and also keep themselves in the zeitgeist and that sort yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so the- it is
0: crazy. But I think also, like, like I said, having done my research and that sort of thing, there was no one like you guys at that time. There was oh, no man. one, there was no one like you guys doing. Like, like I said, the music, the sound effects, and and, it, and the, like and like you've talked about the camaraderie, the silliness. Like, mm-hmm. I learned how to DM and how to play by listening to you guys, and also just oh. being by being goofy with my friend. Like, I learned how to DM from Reed. Like, if you listen to our show, like I'm, I have a similar sort of style, uh, not quite as refined because uh, I there there are times where I was like, man, I could have described that way better because they ask me questions <laughs> and then I get annoyed. I'm like. I'm pretty sure I said this, and I listened back. I'm like, I didn't say it, and uh, <laughs> but like, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I learned how to play obviously just by playing with with our group, but mainly, I mean, you guys were my example. And, yeah, uh, right on. That's cool. And, it, and it's really cool that, that like that sort of started happening for for you guys like when it, and I remember when it happened and you guys were sort of intrepidacious about it I remember the first time ads came on you guys were going like, oh, no and then I I remember at one point it was like someone said something about Patreon and they're like no, we're never going to do that Reed I think said like we're never going to ask you guys for money but then maybe 20ish to 25 episodes later when did you realize that like sneak attack, and I say this with all the love that and respect that I know you guys give your fans that it could be somewhat of a of a of a business because obviously you guys are getting downloads, you've got the audit the audible ad, I believe at that point, like mm-hmm. when did you realize it could kind of be like, oh, this could be something that as long as the fans want to pay for it, could make us some money. And then that can give us, you know, you guys got newer mics, you guys got, you know, you, you were upgrading your gear and that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what was the sort of discussion uh, and, and, like, what was kind of the mentality as far as finally sort of giving into the Patreon sort of idea of it all?
1: Um, so it's it was different for all of us. Um, I think everyone at the table would say, like, I, I was the first person that wanted to start monetizing the podcast
2: sure
0: um the
1: because i that i'm just i don't hold things very sacredly and i'm very uh i'm a very aggressive entrepreneurial person (laughs) and so um uh i think you know part part of it was me continually just bringing it up again and again and again at every like kind of meeting we had about the podcast um but also part of it was uh the growth of other platforms like um, Reed started learning about Twitch and realizing like, man, people are giving money to Twitch streamers. <laughs> like, he's like, how is that a thing? Why is that a thing? I don't understand it. And, uh, um, cause, cause a lot of it was, you know, we're sitting around the table and it didn't make sense to most everybody. Why would anyone give money to a podcast you know what i mean yeah. like what like why would they do that I, I, they're like i wouldn't do that why would we do that and so um for me it was it was like it it made crystal clear sense it was we're producing art we're, we're yeah. creating a, something in an art form and they're the art, same
0: people that show up to cons and will pay 20 or 50 yeah, bucks to get, like, but, get a picture taken with a celebrity and an autograph yeah.
1: but but for me a lot of it was art has value and the and what it's contributing to people is something that it's is is intrinsically worth something. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't so much like that I thought like hey hey there are nerdy suckers out there that'll pay us for doing yeah. something that we don't deserve to get paid for. It was no I I think anyone and truly like anybody who's creating some type of creative art like deserves deserves to be paid for it. And yeah. now like the in in truth like the the, um, the market that like people determine ultimately the value of that artwork, you know, <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. that's been true with art forever. But, uh, but yeah. And so I, I think it was just a matter of, of everyone at the table kind of coming to that same conclusion that what we're doing is worth something. And, um, and I think, I think we were also, we were about two years into it um, two, we were about two and a half years into the podcast, and we were all starting to feel the drain of sure. creating weekly – this is the other thing we were doing that not a lot of – nobody who wasn't doing something full-time was doing. Like we were putting out weekly content. And like yeah. It's so rare for someone to put out weekly edited produced content that's not making a full-time's worth like money doing it or yeah. enough. To get by and we were making nothing we on on a budget of zero we were putting out weekly content and
0: that's uh, us man
1: <laughs> and yeah that's dude that like more power to you i i looking back i think that's what really set us apart from a lot of what people were were doing was just mm-hmm. how how consistent our output was and that we were outputting quality on a consistent basis um, yeah but uh but yeah and so we we ultimately all kind of signed on on doing the Patreon. Uh, and, and, and I don't think, I don't think we would have had the, the energy to see it through to the end if we hadn't done the Patreon. I don't think we could have finished off sure. the way that we did without it. So uh, a lot of, it, it ended up being kind of by need a little bit that we pursued the Patreon. Mm. And we realized that if we didn't, there was a fair chance that the, the podcast would die <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it wouldn't it wouldn't see it we wouldn't get to see the story through and it wasn't until sure. after sneak attack was done that we started having conversations about you know what is what are we w- now we're now we're monetizing what do we do with this monetization like how do we like we we created an llc before we ever started taking in revenue because i was going
0: to ask that if you guys incorporated or llc'd
1: mm-hmm. because that's just a good that's a for anybody listening. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna LLC, if you're going or if you're gonna start taking in revenue with your friends, like it's such a good idea to write everything down on paper. Decide what everyone's equity is. Like figure out like what what the uh, what your payouts are gonna look like. Just because when money starts coming in, if you don't have those things figured out, it, it can ruin a friendship.
0: And so, oh, absolutely.
1: Like the, and even for us, it was very uncomfortable, like that whole process of figuring those things out. And, yeah, uh, and like, we how recently, how much do you
0: get? And it's yeah. like, Hey, like in your case, I would imagine there was some sort of a conversation where it's like, well, I edit the episode. So do I get more money? That sort of thing. Like,
1: yeah. And, and, and I'm and not so, saying
0: that conversation happened. No. I'm just saying like, that would be something, you know, if that were to happen to us, because look, we've got two patrons, we've got a $1 one, we got a $10 one, uh-huh. but our $10 one that's like, she's kind of like our, your guys is Lou. You know what I mean? Like she is a, <laughs> she is a fan. Like uh-huh. she, she is down to ride. Like she, yeah, she, she she's awesome. great. And, yeah. uh, um, shout out to April. And, uh, nice. uh, but like, yeah, that, that is an interesting thing. I mean, even like I used to play music in bands and that sort of stuff. And it was always like, luckily it was a three, three, three piece. So I was like, okay. It's like we each get this month, uh we each get this much and the van is the fourth member and that's it gets this much for so if we get a hundred dollars, then it's like you know, we each get twenty five and the van gets twenty five for gas. <laughs> like that's just how it works. Nice. Um yeah, those but, are very weird conversations to have yes. like monetary conversations with uh, you know, friends and, and, oh, and yeah. that sort of stuff. It just
1: lends itself to being awkward. But but because hopefully I was it's not ego thing, to, like
0: you you know, you don't want people to think ego as far as like, wait, why are you getting more? Like what mm-hmm. because what you know And
1: have those and have those arguments before you you start getting in money. Because what happens what what a lot of unexperienced people will do is uh start they'll just start getting revenue because it's like, hey, we have an audience, they want us to make t shirts or they want us to create a Patreon, so you do that and then you start getting money in and then you start going well who gets the money and when the money's there the conversation about who gets the money becomes a little bit more visceral and yeah uh now where i sat when we started when we started having the llc conversations i mean to give a little bit of an example is like uh <laughs> i i put forward the the like 500 bucks to create the llc without any like certainty of ever getting that money back and my sure and And my voice in the conversation of "What do we do with the revenue?" was it should all go to the company, and none of us should take a payment from it at all. <laughs> okay. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was the I was the, uh, the "I want to build something voice. I, I don't want yeah. to take a paycheck immediately, and um, But the other I was I'm glad that my insane uh, insane kind of uh, business mind was tempered. By the more practical and uh, emotionally aware other members of the group, so we yeah. we ended up we ended up making everything very evenly split amongst everyone, and we all became a lot more invested. And uh, well,
0: yeah, I mean, even yeah. if you're just getting like you know, uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month or something like that, but you're now getting a couple hundred bucks to like go have fun with your friends. Whereas before, uh, you know, it's got to make sort of juggling the schedules easier and that sort of thing. Like,
1: yeah, and I and I needed, I didn't need a lot of compensation to like keep doing what I was doing. I, I that's, I'm just a a crazy person that doesn't. Yeah, mind me too. Doing that, so the, um, so that for me it was it was a it was a strong bonus. I think it was a, it, it I think it's what kept some some of our players at the table for the last the last year of the podcast and sure, um, but but. I think more than anything we we all what I love about the way we did it is we all kept our friendships intact and mm-hmm. the money the money was never more important than um, than our relationships with one another. so that, that's good to me that's where that's where it ended up really succeeding. you know you, you see a lot of young kind of creative businesses like that that get kind of shot in the foot because the people in charge seem to care they end up caring more about the product or the profit than they do about the relationship and that's yeah that's a dangerous place to be
0: now you guys recording garage band right yes do you is your is your mic input this is just me as a as a tech person because i went out i bought one of those like 10 channel dealies so like everyone has their own channel do you guys have something like that
1: yeah we have a old uh fire studio um oh yeah uh pre-sonus Fire Studio with I gotcha.
0: I was just wondering because, like, inputs, yeah, yeah. I could tell. I at one point I was like, either they got really good at balancing their levels or they've got something where they each have their own track (laughs) now, yeah. And, uh, like, (laughs) because like we've got a guy like our, our, our bud, uh, Ren, the guy who loves the death god, he has a very soft voice, you know, he's, uh, yes, which is hilarious because if you met him in real life. He's like six six and like three hundred pounds. Like he's a big guy, and he but he has this very sort of like lighter voice or whatever. And so That's it's like awesome. I always have to like bump him up, you know, and and like I've got like presets for everything, and it's like I you know I kind of know where I know that I have to go down to like negative four dB. I know that our our pirate wizard guy he has a higher voice, so I have to take him down five just because his voice just because it's a higher you know in the EQ range or whatever, like it's gonna cut through Durock our dwarf doesn't realize that when he yells, he has to back away from the mic. So he's down. And it's just like all this weird tech stuff. Um, and then I got to ask you a question, like um, just because it was driving me nuts as a sound person. And, um, and, and I guess this is how I lead into Titans uh, is like in the first couple of episodes, it was, it almost felt to me like your track got muted or something. Cause you were so much quieter than everyone. <laughs> In, and then it's uh, like episode four or five or something like that. Then I was like, or, or maybe it was three. I can't remember because I think there's only like five or six out right now. But like, then Titans? it was like, Is this you guys what you're talking paint- about? yes, uh, in Titans, where it's like the first, I think it was like the first two episodes, your mic specifically seemed low or it's like you had muted the track and like the the, the condensers were just picking up your voice, like sort of ambience wise because mm. everyone else seemed to be kind of like up on it. But then like episode three or something, it was like everyone was equal again.
1: <laughs> yeah so the a lot of it's because we changed our recording like uh location so oh, okay. here in the attic there's a really big room and then there's a little smaller room kind of tucked to, to the side yeah. and uh after the hiatus started with sneak attack um i wanted to utilize our attic more so i moved the recording setup into that little side room and put up some i put up some sound foam and uh, and set up a little recording setup in the little nook there next to it. So it's a, it's a real sweet kind of location, and it really holds sound. So if you're only recording like one microphone, it's, it's really nice because you yeah. just have a really clear, full sound from that one microphone. But uh, when you have multiple microphones recording, what ends up happening is your voice on all those other microphones ends up fighting with the voice from the one microphone. Gotcha. So, um, so what I ended up doing with uh, episodes one and two to try and compensate is whenever someone wasn't the the chief voice talking, whenever someone wasn't like the voice you needed to be listening yeah. to, would you noise gate re- them? I would. I just deleted the audio from that oh, section. Wow. Okay. So I just completely removed it, and then uh, and so so like any time that I'm narrating or giving narration or talking with as a character in episode 1 my audio is fully there mm. but any any time if i'm just and this is the mistake i made with episodes 1 and 2 is i ended up deleting like all of the affirmative stuff so if i'm going like uh. uh-huh yeah okay you end up hearing that as this weird background sound okay um, so what i did what i did episode 3 and onward which i'm going to at some point if i get the free time I'm gonna go back and re-edit episodes one and two that way <laughs> to just get the audio better because um, yeah. that's the chief chief complaint I hear is that the audio sounds funky those first two episodes. Or it's really funny because some and people I don't will say, I didn't
0: ever want to approach you online like and be like hey man, but it was a question just like as an editor because I know sometimes like I've I've messed up like I, I've I've you know because similar to you guys like we're we keep it. PG thirteen, if someone curses, I just bleep it because I th- I've always yeah. thought that sounded funny. Yeah. But like, you know, we we tend not to, you know, it's not too dirty, it's not too, you know, Stay th- family we're not getting friendly. to like, you know, scandalous adventures with women and that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not that kind of D D thing. Like, I like your guys' approach because I think you guys said on one of the mailbags, it's like you would have people that wrote in that's like, I listen to this in the car with my kids or something like that. Like Yeah. All the time. Which 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 I think is great. Um but yeah there's there's definitely been times where I was like, I oh crap, I forgot to turn down a music thing and like uh, uh you know, to the right level, and like so you can barely hear us talking over like this you know big epic fighting music so it's like this battle but it's just like dun, 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 dun. and then it's like <laughs> and then i roll a two and, a and you're just like what's going on <laughs> but yeah, yeah i just wondered like you know as a fellow uh editor and you know person who who works with audio like i just i wondered what the deal was with that um i noticed on the uh on the uh, on the youtube videos you guys got some uh, um you got some skinny shotgun mics now or something like that for like the well, what kind of mics are those
1: uh, those are those are like video mics. So they're oh, audio. Okay. It's an Audio Technica. I can't remember the technical terms, but it's an Audio Technica like boom microphone. So, right, right,
0: right, right. So boom, like I thought it was going to be like one of the. I thought it might have been one of the Sennheiser ones, but yeah, it's like the yeah. Audio Technica like two twenty or something like that.
1: Yeah, and that's something like something a lot of podcasters could. Like I think video and audio are very different platforms, and so. Mm-hmm. Even the microphones that you use for them should should be different. The yeah, um, like the the reason uh, I don't know you might be able to hear my dog in the audio. I apologize. No, it's She's, okay.
0: I've got I've got a dog as well.
1: Yeah, that's my uh, great Pyrenees. They love to bark. Um,
0: yeah, but got a, uh, I just rescued a uh, back in July. I just rescued. He's a Maltese pit bull.
2: Nice. So that's
0: good for you. Right on. He's he's got like the the medium build of like you know like that bulky build of a pit bull with that tank head, but is his hair is like long and sort of crazy and because of the color it's like black and gray he kind of looks like doc brown like it's all over the place it's hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so that's so we use those boom microphones um because you can they're easier you don't get, you don't cover the face up at all people can still see yeah. expressions and all that but yeah they
0: also use those kind of microphones a lot um those um for uh movie trailers and uh television promos uh, those, it's a, a specific one. It's a Sennheiser. I can't remember yes. the numbers, <clears throat> but those are used a lot in, um, for those, you know, in a world where time doesn't exist, <laughs> you know, like type of, type of things yes. or whatever.
1: They, yeah. And there are a bunch of different, there's a bunch of different types of mics that all have different unique purposes and uses. Yeah. And, but yeah, they're like, very I always use, very I always
0: use dynamics because we play in my living room. And I've got a bunch of couches and, you know, and then I've got some tables in the middle and that sort of stuff. And so I used, you know, basically SM58s in like the the Audix version of it, which is like a 99 or something like that. nice. And then I use my Shure SM7B for myself, um, and just so, just because of that bleed over issue, you know, when you get in sort of like a bigger room, and then yeah. I noise gate people as well. So it's like, because we have some microphone breathers on my podcast, <laughs> or guys who refuse to like, because I'll make snacks S- to or food look or away something, from but the microphone. Like, yeah, and it's like they'll just sit there and like eat on mic or like they'll chew on mic or yeah. something like that. I'm like, Oh, you jerks. But I wanna um, you know, as we're we're rounding third here, as you've been very gracious with your time, I wanted to talk about Titans of Altera because the the like what made you want to do it? Because like when you guys made that announcement, uh, like it was like you and Reed, and I was like, you know, I was coming back from the store, I was like, Oh, what's this? Like Sneak Attack Volume Two, but then like you made the announcement, I was like, Oh, this is interesting, like what made you want to write it and tell me about your process of creating the world and like you know give me hey give me the origin story Josh
1: <laughs> Well the the truth is that like uh I I went um let me see here I left my full-time job in February and okay. uh became a contract video worker so I I do I'm basically self-employed I do some contract video work awesome. with uh with a media company here in town just doing Different video, videos for different businesses and organizations, and then uh, cool. Um, and what it's allowed me to do is it's allowed me that that move allowed me to have a lot more free time to pursue uh, a creative career, and so that's mm-hmm. that's the goal, right? Is to have a is to be producing creative content um, under my own banner, and eventually get to the place where that's sustainable. Um, yeah, I I have I have there, I'm under no illusion that that's a quick something you can, you can create quickly.
0: Um, yeah, it took me like six years before, like every month I was going like, okay, I'm going to be good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I made that move and over the course of the last, I guess, like, like, is it 10 months? Uh, mm-hmm. I've, um, I've, I just kept trying new different creative things and, uh, probably, I mean, and even before the end of Sonic Attack Volume Volume One, uh, or before I even left my full time job, I I was uh, I was still writing and creating and envisioning different worlds, and so I tried I tried doing a, a Twitch stuff. And that never really, really caught on. I tried because uh, you
0: were doing like model painting and mm-hmm. that, or like character miniature, paintings. And, yeah, miniature, miniatures. That's what I was. I, I
1: for. think I I tried my hand at that for like six months and then, uh, or maybe maybe a little less than that, five six months. I like to say give something six months before you quit it. You know, like that's a yeah. good. I feel like that's a that's an even shake. Um. Uh.
0: I also I, I like that you're so arts and crafty because <laughs> I'm the same way. Like. I made like everyone, I don't know if you can see my video stuff, but like everyone that plays with me, I made them a, I made them a rolling tray.
2: That's awesome. You know? And yeah. like,
0: you know, I got different felt. And then I put even like on the inside, I've put felt. So it's like it's pool bumpers and stuff like that. Oh, that's so it's cool. even a little bit more quiet. Uh, and so everyone that, you know, they've got their own color. I made like this six fold like DM screen where like right now I'm working on, I'm sure you've seen the thing online where it's like you put uh, Mod Podge and like wet, uh, uh, a uh, um, uh, paper towel over, and then it dries. Yes, and then it's like you use acrylic paint. And it looks like an old leather tome. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. working on doing my DM screen that way. I and I'm getting into map drawing and that sort of stuff now for like different adventures. So it's Very like I'm cool. starting to do all that stuff and. Similar to you, like, I'm thinking, okay, I just wrote out yesterday what hashtag and what every day I want to post on our Instagram and Twitter something that's relevant to the day. So, Mondays, our episodes come out. So, I'll do, like, a little Instagram story and, like, post, like, you know, I do a little screen cap and I do that on Twitter. Post two things and be like, okay, that's that day. And then, like, just make it a little interaction with the fans for, you know, that'll take me less than 10 minutes every single day, Yeah, you know. And, and get that going, but sorry to interrupt your story. Um, no, no, ADD. you're good. But the, uh, so, so you're working on Titans during this whole time when you're kind of trying to, it sounds like, cause I do have written down here working from home indie artist question mark. And uh-huh. like,
1: um, yeah, so cause th- I know
0: you kind of started to say that and I noticed you started doing more content. So, yep. uh, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that it's starting to work out for you. And, and you know, yes, and,
1: the, and, and the story behind Titans is something I've been sitting on for like over a year Mm-hmm. That I I worked on it, developed it, and then uh, and then just sat on it and just decided I, I want to do this one day, but it has to be at the right time with the right people. And I've got I've got like let me think here, like two other like D and D themed podcast ideas, and I'm I'm helping another kid work on a a podcast, and uh, so like uh, I've got a lot of different projects I'm, that I am working on, but. Nice. Um, Titans is the one that to me where I was like, okay, uh, I said to myself, if we were on hiatus and I hate hiatus, so I like, uh, I'm, I'm like, like, it was nice for like, uh, like two weeks. And then I was like, let's, let's get back to making content guys. We just Uh, had to wait
0: a month because our, our dwarf went to Europe for all of November.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And
0: I was like, I was like, ah, so we're recording this Saturday and I'm like, Finally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm I, I I love it. I'm addicted to the work and so mm-hmm. um so I, I just wanna keep doing it. And and we're it it's also was kind of born out of the idea that, you know, sneak attack, we're moving into space. We're Yeah, which is we, cool. We're, we're not gonna be playing D and D anymore. We're we're playing a a system that Reed is crafting from the ground up, which is yeah. awesome. And uh I
0: listened to that announcement and I watched the YouTube thing, like that's super cool.
1: Yes, and it's gonna be it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to share. I can't wait for us to share his game system, and I can't wait to play it. But I also I love D anD D. I love Fifth Edition yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, so I liked the idea of of still getting to play that. And I saw, you know, like, hey, our audience would probably appreciate some classic fantasy still. You know what I mean? That yeah. The,
0: the... What's it like being like when you do this? You know, Mm -hmm. you know, you know know the numbers you get per episode for Sneak Attack. I think at one point somebody said on the podcast it was like thirty thousand or something like that. Like that
1: was like at our at our peak. Like I would say, uh, when when we right before the hiatus, we were probably at like I I think it's fair to say episodes would get thirty thousand over the course of several months. Okay. But yeah, but like uh, for like a a regularly keeping up weekly audience, we were at about ten to fifteen thousand.
0: Awesome. Yeah, And so, but, but knowing that you have that and you guys were talking about on one of the YouTube videos where it's like, if you get like, you know, 10% on of interaction of your followers, like on a tweet or something like that, I think cause Reed was talking about football and he's like, ah, that one guy that liked my stuff. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but it's like, what's it like knowing that you're going to do a podcast? Yeah. It's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be pretty cool because you already kind of know the grind of it and what to do, but what's it like? being in the DM seat and knowing that you're already going to have an audience to some extent. Yeah. Like what is that more stressful for you? Cause you're like, what if they don't like my stuff? It's like George, it's like George McFly, you know, what if they don't like it? I don't know if I could take that kind of rejection.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know what? I, I didn't, it's so funny. I didn't think we were owed an audience. You know what I mean. My uh-huh. my my thought was, I'm certain that lots of people will listen to the first episode on the Sneak Attack feed, um, but uh, how many people from that will jump over to Titans? You know what I mean? And actually listen to the second episode and actually yep. stick with us for the first month. And um, and we're still. I mean, we're only one month out, so like I I I still have questions in my head about you know will people decide to follow and and keep up with our story i yeah. i don't feel like it's it's as guaranteed as it might seem but uh we the people who have shown up are have been super invested in and we've gotten tons of wonderful feedback and great reviews on iTunes and so i'm yeah i've been i've been incredibly pleasantly surprised and and despite the fact that you know um it, it it'd be easy i think to write off any success we have as oh let's just you know fall off from sneak attack. But uh-huh. um but I, I kinda refuse to to dip into that mindset. We're we're creating something and it's 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 its own it is its own thing. Yeah. And and people are are enjoying it. And I think for me that's that's a, a huge success. We're gonna we're we're just on the edge of of fifty thousand downloads. <laughs> In, wow. In the second in the second month and uh um,
0: I, don't, I don't think our podcast over the last almost 3 years has 50,000 downloads. <laughs> so, I'm
1: it's like the, it's so funny, man, cuz there's I have these weird two brains. I'm a I'm a 3-year-old podcast creator who's part of a who helped build a podcast that's got, you know, millions of downloads.
0: Yeah, that's crazy,
1: man. Um but I'm also creator, uh, a singular creator of a, of a a new podcast that's small and new. And, um, and and so I have this kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have sometimes the attitude of a, of a, of an established creator and the, uh, but then I, 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 but my podcast has to deal with a lot of the, um, perspective of being young podcast, and i have to remember that we're young and that and go like man because there's a part of me that goes like oh we're nowhere near sneak attack downloads
0: <laughs> yeah but then but you have like, to look at the perspective of my my show gets maybe <laughs> 250 an episode 250 mm-hmm.
1: which is awesome like you should which not is cool. never feel bad about that that's a great audience don't.
0: yeah i just like i like creating because i you know eventually there'll be a tipping point for some reason or whatever you know but I'm just saying like for you to be like I think you're seven episodes in and be like, and we've hit like fifty thousand I'm I'm just like, oh <laughs> don't talk to me about being a young podcast, young Lorimer, you son of a gun.
1: No. I'm inc- <laughs> I'm incredibly grateful. And yeah. the um and and if consistent- you turned all
0: Hollywood on me and were a jerk this whole time, I'd be like, Man, two bloggers have changed him. But you're exactly no. how I thought you'd be. You've been fantastic.
1: Uh, i'm glad man i i don't ever want to lose sight of
0: (laughs) of, (laughs) what's it like you know as as we're wrapping up here like the one thing that i that i find interesting is that like with this one you're playing you're kind of going back to the origins of like getting kelsey to play which is like you're playing with the people that you kind of like played with before when i I forget what did you transform you transform like a what twilight or harry potter or something into it for her that that original time <laughs> so
1: like uh we joke about it i made a um a party game of uh what, what was it uh hunger games
0: hunger games that's what it was
1: and uh oh my gosh if if kelsey heard you mention her name in the same breath as twilight She wouldn't be happy.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. I knew it was one of those, but like I said, like I'm a decade older, so no,
1: you're fine. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I my my Um. daughter
0: my daughter was a Hunger Games person, and at that point, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. When I was dating my wife, it was like, let's go to the Midnight Show and a Twilight. I was like, I guess.
1: Yep. After (laughs) I I developed that game, and we had like 30 people at the party, and everybody loved it. Mm -hmm. People still talk about it to this day, and so she. I think the, the amount of work and effort I put behind that little tiny party kind of role-playing game, mm-hmm. uh, and I contextualize it for her saying, this is a role-playing game. Like, it's the most basic, but it's a yeah. role-playing game. And uh, that got her to kind of say yes to sitting down with Reed and her sister and brother-in-law yeah. playing a and d game. And that was so much fun. We all laughed. We played for like four hours. It was just a blast. And... Uh, And so, you know, we are kind of going back to Kelsey's roots. And I would say, um, in a lot of ways, one of the reasons why I think Titans has been such a great show so far is that there's a lot of just natural chemistry. It's it's different than than Sneak Attack. Those are the people
0: you see at holidays. Like, you already have that chemistry.
1: It's it's different than Sneak Attack in the sense that I I don't think there's really any bitter sweetness. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's all sweetness. And the... um, And and I think a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It's a lot of lot of goofiness. I think as a dungeon master, I bring the most bitterness to the show.
0: (laughs) You got it, man. You gotta you gotta slap those kids down and be like, nope.
1: Yep, I create a lot of tension. I'm giving them a lot of difficult circumstances, and uh, because they they all work together quite cooperatively, which is something that Sneak Attack doesn't have, and so (laughs) (laughs) which which is one of the I think really charming aspects of sneak attack so for me yeah. it's been really fun to go okay he, like we're similar to sneak attack in the sense that everyone at the table cares about each other and we all uh we're all friends and we all care about the content that's being made and uh and we have chemistry and we like to goof around the way that I see a lot of differences is that like you know four of the of the five people at the table are married to each other You know, <laughs> like, yeah. and the uh, and my brother and I, he's my closest friend. So we yeah. have this insane... And probably who
0: you kind of started, obviously, playing games with. Yeah, yeah. So there's so much.
1: There's just years of history at the table there. Um, and so that's it's it's a completely different dynamic, but with, I think, a lot of the same essence that makes Sneak Attack so great. So I, I, I wanted to grab from Sneak Attack what I felt like was really good and, uh, and not lose not lose that so i I, while we're a different podcast with a different dungeon master a different story um and you know and of course now with volume two happening where it's going to be a different game system i i hope it's my hope that people within the kind of the family of podcasts that we're building will uh will find just as much fun and enjoyment from titans as they did from sneak attack or a new kind but they that they can still appreciate
0: it's definitely new. Like my uh, Caleb, uh, uh, I was like, w- w- when the first two episodes were out, I message him. I've like, you've been listening to Titans, and, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "It's goofier," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I know, I love it. It's like it's like a silly goose time, like you know, um, yeah. There's they, such a different aspect because like you don't have like the." Uh, you don't have the anarchy personality of Danny and you don't have the well, whatever, personality of Mike going like, well, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. do this instead. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you kind of have like this fun group that all seems to kinda of, like you were saying, like, kinda gel and get along. I'm sure like there'll be divergences at some point and people have different opinions or whatever, but like it it, it it's a little bit more happy go lucky rather than like you know the you know a chaotic group of four people that have to work together <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you know.
1: and that's and that and listen that i i knew it was going to be like that so i uh i intentionally set it up that they all kind of have known each other you know that that's the yeah. the characters themselves have history and so there's not a i i i wanted there to be um i wanted us to plausibly understand the familiarity that will naturally happen between the players so that it didn't feel out of context. And that's one of the things I like about sneak attack is in truth, like the, okay. Episode one, of sneak attack. It's the second time. Mike, my wife's hung out with Mike and Danny. (laughs) Okay. The, so like she, she at the table in those moments, uh, is unfamiliar with those two guys, like as, as like people to hang out with. And so,
0: which is um, funny because Mike and and your wife, like, like they, they definitely become like, more like oh, pals as far as like absolutely. you know like the sort of sub sub humor of things and especially i think it's uh episode eight is when you guys go to the lineup where it's it's akio brenna sherwood and Grayek. whereas up to episode eight you were third and uh and mike was uh mike was fourth in the introduction lineup i just noticed that uh listening and that's what we locked is that
1: kind of when we lock in our our intro lineup
0: yeah, exactly. Because you used, yeah. I think you were third in the first six or seven episodes, and then you went to fourth because I think you switched to a different table or something like that. Yeah. Also, props to you on making that table, man. Like I saw that you like you had put down like the felt and you had done all the all the work and.
1: Well, my like, I'm I'm moving around a little bit because I got to plug my laptop in. It's going to die here in a minute. It's all good. Uh, in case my voice changes, um, here. Just give me a minute. Yeah, I no know, problem. I don't know if you edit these or not, so.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the, there'll be a couple edit points.
1: Because um, if you don't, I was like, I'll just keep talking.
0: Uh. Namely, namely, whenever you're talking, I edit out.
1: <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly how I prefer just to be a, in a podcast.
0: This uh, is this is a show. That, no, I'm not gonna edit that out. Like that, that's a joke on my <laughs> podcast. Like I'll be like I'll get getting cut, and then I don't cut any of it, and then like people will ask, and they'll be like, "What did you cut?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing." Like nothing. I just want. to... I just want to make the players feel bad for wasting my time.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um Uh oh oh my table, my brother-in-law built the wood. So I didn't uh-huh. build I didn't build it. My brother-in-law uh, Lance, my 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 little sister's husband. Uh mm-hmm. he's a wood guy and he built the whole table. I just finally felted the felted the, it. The, the the insert so
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: which just I, I we were waiting for forever and we were talking about taking it to a pool shop and having it felted there and I looked up how expensive that was and was like,
0: ah. You like, I'll I don't have a full time job anymore. Let's
1: not, let's not do yeah. that. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah. So I grabbed some, some glue, some of that spray glue that you put on the wood, and then yep. I laid out the felt and pulled it tight. Got a staple gun, stapled the other side, and like yeah. with like a million staples, and then locked it in. Yeah, that was it's fun. awesome, man. Was I've, I've heard you
0: talk about it and stuff. And like I said, I was like. When we were initially texting, I was like, I think we're very similar. Like we're, we're crafty (laughs) guys who like see, like see the bigger picture, but also aren't are are definitely okay with dreaming the bigger picture, while some people are like, well, that's kind of weird. And, and you're like, no, could, could you see all the possibilities? Wouldn't it wouldn't be crazy.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good to have people around us that can temper that, and keep us. It from, is good
0: to have that. From it getting is good off, to have that.
1: off the hinge. Yeah, that's that's I, that's why I appreciate Reed. That's why I appreciate Mike and Danny and Kelsey. Those guys have all, all of them have kind of helped speak into me and my own creative pursuits. And honestly. Uh, I don't think I would have been able to successfully have left the full time job and I don't think Titans would be what it is right now and, and and what it's going to be, which is probably the thing I'm most excited about, and it's what I'm yeah. most excited about volume two is Sneak Attack, is I feel like we don't really know what we have our hands on yet, you
2: know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like
1: the uh Reeds creating a game system and, yeah. and and I'm I'm writing a world book and we don't know what uh we don't know, you know, what kind of audience will be there for those types of content but i'm really excited to see and i it, out of you're out gonna of have m- at
0: least one listener i'll be there <laughs>
2: Thanks,
0: man. i'm i'm super stoked man like i think it's i think it's super cool uh that you're doing that just like you know in 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 my season like i said there there was time travel and all of my players went like oh wait we because i hit them with it once and then i hit them with it again in a different way and they were like you were one of my guys was just like, you were insanely brave to tackle this because you were messing with timelines and doing. it. So I was like,
1: eh. travel. similar hard. to you. It's
0: like I edit the episodes. Hold I on. know what's going on. Like, I don't have to take notes. Like, I know what's going on because I edit the episodes. And like the only time I can actually enjoy and like I listen to it and take notes is when it's out on iTunes. I download it that day and then I listen to it and I take notes and I go, okay, so this is everything that happened. So it's like I can kind of know and bring it back. And then with season three, it's going to be a lot of callbacks. And then it's going to be like, how does this time travel thing affect things? And it's what you're saying with Titans and also with sneak attack. Like I'm excited just for them to like have to deal with all of this craziness that I know that I have for them. And it's like, you know, all of these secrets and you can't wait to see their reactions. Like yeah. when you drop a bomb on them, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, or, no, and I'm, for you and
0: obviously like the larger online uh online reaction that you you'll likely get you know cuz yeah. we have little to no reaction like when i'm like i'll check twitter and i'm like ah the same two people liked it good <laughs> uh, at least we still got them you know but yeah. it's uh
1: no i like i'll probably i'd probably say like in another month or so i'll probably say if you can if you could hang out with titans until episode 11 um you know what I mean? If you can stick around for the first eleven episodes, that yeah. that's what I'm like we just finished recording episode ten and uh, we're gonna record episode one here soon, or episode eleven. And for me, the next four episodes is the end of act one. Like the whole like kind of oh, gotcha. premise of the world and the story is kind of gonna get launched. And that's when it sounds it sounds funny to be saying this, but for me, after episode eleven, the like kind of real classic D and D is going to get played. Like uh, up up to this point, it's been a lot of setup, a lot of kind of building mm-hmm. the world and the story to kind of build to this uh, adventure that they're going to be that the, the players are going to be put on. I have to yeah. I have to break them from the foundations of where they call home and send them out on a quest that kind of allows them to explore new and unique and random things. And the and and I I didn't want to. I didn't want to just do that the way a lot of classic D&D games do it. I didn't want to just do the we're all here and we're all accepting this mission and then we leave. You know what yeah. I mean? The or or have all of that backstory happen before the podcast started. So mm-hmm. I liked the idea of just going, let's let's create it. Let's show let's show the listeners the backstory and then jump into the adventure.
0: It's kind of like in Sneak Attack where you guys all take the week long break you go study with bartholomew and then it's like hey let's yeah. get back together at the at the thing and then maybe we'll continue on adventuring together
1: yeah i just took what i really liked from that that uh, that episode and blew it up into 11 episodes <laughs>
0: hey Hey, you know, do do what you know, man, and, and like, you know, refine it and keep doing it. And, and I think it's fantastic and I'm having a great time listening. I'm very excited for, for sneak attack volume two. Same. Uh, I actually have something I couldn't complete because during this, uh, during this holiday season, because we were just texting the other day and, uh, uh, in early December at that point, this will be out at the end of December. Um, but we were, and I was working on something um as like a as a gift to you guys for for helping me through a lot of oh. hard times and stuff like that. I took um and I'm I'm slowly working on it now, but like I said Santa Claus this season, like you know, I'm doing <laughs> four or five Santa Claus vet messages a day on top of my normal voiceover work, so it's like 10 voiceovers a day, but I'm slowly putting cool. together I'm slowly putting together uh, I have a, uh, a fully orchestrated version that you will get of a uh, Sherwood song that, that Kelsey wrote and sang really? with your buddy who played guitar. I'm creating an entire, like I'm taking that, uh, I was actually going to ask you if I, if you have the original MP3, uh, if I could, if you could email it to me, if not, I've got it cut out from the episode, mm. um, that I'm using right now and I'm completely orchestrating it so there's going to be strings there's going to be percussion there's wow. all sorts of uh, horns all sorts of stuff
1: yeah As i can a, get you the mb 3 i could also get you the like a chord sheet if you need it like the the guy who wrote it uh oh has cool shared yeah. that before yeah
0: yeah send it over i mean it probably helped me out like i pick everything out by ear you know uh, fairly easy but you know yeah if you're it, a musician any, any way to like, great at that that's yeah not my way forte to, uh, yeah. Uh, any uh any sort of uh, uh advice for people out there as far as creating a podcast or anything like patreon wise like because like what we're uh something i, I want to launch in doing is like we're starting to create theme songs for all of our characters and we're doing one for our pirate w- wizard right now that's like this five minute theme song that's sort of like coheed and cambria-esque but also like very pirates of the caribbean but it's like a band but also with orchestra mm-hmm. it's uh and that's uh, something we're going to start I, offering to the patrons, where it's like, you know, we'll create theme songs for all of these things. Like any, uh, ex- excuse me, as far as like uh, uh, business-wise, as far as helping your podcast or your Patreon or anything that you've learned that, like, you know, uh, might help as we're as we're wrapping up here for um, for new people.
1: Yeah, so for for new people that are that want to pursue creative business, uh, I mean. Here's the deal. The this is. I I mean, I think I gotta say this. The people who are successful in those pursuits are often successful because they're driven in by a by a love and a passion for the work itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I I talk to because I I get I get taken to lunch a lot now by different young people that want to create something, and sometimes. Sometimes the attitude that uh, the guy or gal sitting across the table from me has is, uh, "I just want to be successful so I can stop working, so I don't have to work anymore, so I can just do the thing I want to do and not have to do the thing I don't want to do." The truth is, do the thing you want to do long enough, and it becomes a thing you don't want to do. So, like the work is inevitable. Work is is part of recording. Work is part of life, and if if you can if you can accept that you're always going to be working and the goal becomes n- not to get to a place where you don't have to work anymore, but to get to a place where you can do the best work that you could possibly do. And you do the best work you could possibly do when you're doing what you love and being compensated for what, what you love is worth. <laughs>
0: like, yeah.
1: Then he's so like for an artist yeah. getting paid for I, your I agree artistic 100%, work and like, I'm, what I'm with you like, on that thing worth. where
0: it's like, I get paid and to do doing the artistic
1: work that you love that, uh, doing the most that if you it like in that window where you're where you, if you're in that place you're going to be making the best thing you could possibly be making um, yeah cuz there's not fear for that, financial that's why i bristled like when you, for taking care when you of yourself said like the 10,000
0: words cuz i get scripts for 10,000 words and i go oh, god i don't want to read this at all <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> dude, this will take care of your bills for the month. Like, just read this stupid script, take 30 minutes, and like, you know, Absolutely. pay your bills. And I'm like, and, but I'm like, ugh, oh, I'd just <laughs> rather watch Netflix.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you're going to always be working. And the, the truth is, a lot of these people, like, you look at, like, Critical Role and some of these other, uh-huh. like, podcasters who are doing things full time. You know what I mean? Like, like... It takes a lot to do to work full time. You look at even the Glass Cannon podcast, right? They've got a Patreon that's pulling in over $10,000 a month, which is wow. a lot of money, right? You look at that, you go, a lot yeah. of money. But, but, uh, um, they they've said very very clearly that none of them have quit their jobs. They're all still working. Like they they're not they didn't go. Hey, we're making you know over a hundred thousand a a year. We can all quit our jobs and do this full time. They all have, still have families. They all still have responsibilities. Yeah. Like and and by the way, even if they did quit all their jobs and start doing that full time, then that that's now intense work that they have to be incredibly devoted to. Yeah. And I think. I think it takes a lot of drive. It takes a lot of, you have to be very driven in order to pursue that. I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's something that's unattainable for, for anybody. I think if you're willing to put in the time and the effort, I, I think you'd be surprised by, uh, like uh, th- this idea that viralness is necessary for success. Yeah. Is ridiculous. The, um, I think you need to be willing to put time and work into something. And you need to be willing to, uh, autopsy that thing if it isn't working. And so like the, you need to be able to give things a fair shake, put your best foot forward. And if you don't find that it's working, assess why it isn't working and do it, do a clinical like autopsy of your work and go is, could, could it be because of ABC or D? And maybe that means you need to try something else or, but yeah, the idea of just doing whatever you think is going to be viral is a terrible idea. And if you do, yeah. if you do become viral doing said thing, and it ends up being something you hate, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate all that mm-hmm. success. So do what you love and put your best foot forward with it. Be willing to critique and get better. And yeah, I think and give give it ten years.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in year I'm in year eight of a voiceover and. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's also now a point where I'm at where I'm like, okay, I have, it's, we'll say the basics down of it. Mm -hmm. I'm making consistently X amount of dollars. Now it's like time for me to level up and get up to the, to place where my mentor is at. And he makes, you know, he makes over six, he makes like $350,000 a year sitting in his basement in Chicago. Like, right on. So like, I need to get to that point. You know yeah. what I mean? so and, like, that's where I'm at.
1: And I, I'm in, I'm in year eight of video production work. And so mm-hmm. there, I, I meet tons of college graduates who like got a, the uh, like a, a media degree, but they, they can't get work. And it's like, I never went to college, but I apprenticed with a videographer in 2010 yep. and I taught myself how to edit and how to do video. And I I worked under the right people and I interned at a place for half a year without getting paid. And, you know, you, you, and, and, and now I'm, I'm able to, I was able to quit my full-time job and do contract video work like that's and and a lot of people would say, that's the dream. It's like, they don't really care to create their own content, but doing video work uh, under your own name as a contractor is, is great. And so like, yeah, like the, but, but for me, you know, as a driven person, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> like, yeah. I, there's nothing in me that says, all right, here's the mountaintop and I'm finished. The It's always the next yeah. thing. And so it's like
0: you and I are very similar. It's like, if I, if you get an idea, it's like, if I don't somehow get this out, even if like, even if it's just on paper, like I'm gonna go insane. Like I, th- this whatever this weird stupid idea is, it has to be on paper or on video. Even if I never release it, it, I have to get it out of my brain.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, like I said, in the last in the last ten months, I've I've started and tried about uh, three different creative pursuits, and within two months, Titans has accomplished more than anything I tried in the last ten months. So I'm that's awesome. It's for me, it's like I have a very clear. Next step, but I was willing to try something, put my best foot forward, and autopsy it. And a lot of times I autopsied something and decided, yep, this is completely dead and needs to die. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hard, but yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, that's. I don't know if that's good advice yet or not. I'm only 29 it's, and uh, you know, the, it's great
0: advice. So, and you're, and you're, and you're a much more level headed man than I was at 29.
1: <laughs> well, dude, well, uh, thank you so much. I've really appreciated yeah. being on here and it's been great getting to talk to you. We ought to just chat sometime just to, absolutely. Out, feel free. Yeah.
0: You've got, you've got my number Yeah, well, we can, uh, we can chat. At, we're both, <laughs> we're both men of leisure sitting at home in our sweatpants. It's, oh my
1: gosh. The amount of times that someone <laughs> talks to me like I don't have a job is hilarious. And, and, yeah if it keeps up for another year i'm i'm going to get angry <laughs> the, the yeah you know josh he doesn't work anymore he de- <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah like i'll i'll uh, see people around town like if i go out or whatever and they're like dude why are you in sweatpants and a sweatshirt i'm like i'm like because my life is awesome that's why what do you on your lunch break suit get out of my face um well josh Thank you very much. This has been uh, I appreciate you. We said sixty minutes we did we did one hundred <laughs> and twenty uh, and uh, everybody if you haven't checked out Titans of Alterra yet, do so. If you haven 't checked out Sneak Attack yet, what are you doing? Do it <laughs> and uh, and get caught up on one hundred and fifty two episodes before. Uh, uh volume two launches at the end of january january 25th i believe
1: yeah but I, i'll say this you don't got to catch up on any episodes to enjoy volume two volume two is going to be its own story so
0: but only if you want to catch up on the friendship
1: <laughs> if you want to catch up on the people yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah yep so uh uh On our show, how we sign off every single week is grab your swords and keep on adventuring. I was wondering if Greik would uh, 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 bless us with signing this week's episode off.
1: Hey, I got to get in the voice. (coughs) Name's Greik. The name's Greik. Greik Stronghammer. All right. uh, What's it again?
0: Grab your swords and keep on adventuring.
1: Grab your swords and keep on adventuring.